wouldn't it be great if we could talk to the animals? I think that would be so incredibly cool. Isn't there a song, If I Could Talk to the Animals? Dr. Doolittle? Would it be, though? I'm thinking about that. Because maybe we wouldn't like what we heard. I don't know. I think my dog and cats might be pretty happy. But I'm not sure about some of the farm animals. And why am I thinking about that? Well, my next awesome sauce guest, who is living her passion, runs an animal rescue, a vegan farm sanctuary. How incredibly cool is that? I mean, she just inspired me. I didn't even feel anything about guilt coming from her. She just wanted to highlight and make us aware of all the options that are out there to help the farm animals and rescue some of them. While I was speaking to her though, she has so many tips of wisdom for everyone. And one of the things that really stood out for me was believe in yourself so much that anyone who doubts you can't affect your energy. Can't affect your energy. Isn't that true? I mean, think about your day sometimes. You'll go along, you feel really good, and then someone says, like, why are you doing that? Or that's ridiculous. Or you're going nowhere. How much money are you going to make for doing that? And all of a sudden you go. But man, when you gear up, and you really get yourself in that zone, your energy is so high, it just bounces off you. Have fun, people. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know you're going to just love my guest and inspire yourself with it. I mean, that's what this is all about. I want to educate and create laughter and joy for everyone so it inspires you to fulfill your passion, to realize all the power that you have inside which is so much. We're just probably tapping into a little bit of what's available. And as always, share, like, rate, support on Patreon. You know we really appreciate it. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Well, 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 my let's keep it real people. I don't know if we've ever done this, and you know I like first. We are definitely down at the farm. I can't wait to introduce you to my next guest and her animal friends because I'm, trust me, you're going to hear them in the background, which I freaking love. But before she comes on, let me tell you about Lauren Rossborough. Lauren runs Happy Heart, Happy Home Farm and Rescue. Ah, you have to check it out. I mean, it is just so awesome. I looked at their Facebook page. It was great. It's a vegan farm sanctuary. They rescue animals from slaughter and neglect and give them a happy home for the rest of their lives. Lauren, oh my God, I wish I was there with you. I can hear all the creatures. Oh, well, I wish you guys were here as well. It's definitely very therapeutic. And um, (laughs) especially on a sunny day like today, you kind of just forget all your troubles and feel at peace. 
Yeah, yeah. So where are you located exactly? So we're in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania. So we're still in Delaware County. Um, so we're in the suburbs of Philly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like you have your own little oasis there, but the city's right there. You're not that far out. No, it's it's a perfect location. And, you know, we grew up here in Delco. So, you know, all yeah. our family's still here. It's perfect. So, Lauren, I always ask all my guests, for the past 30 days, whatever the word is, what's the word that comes to mind that describes how you felt in the last 30 days? Grateful. Grateful. Okay. Why does that work for you? You know, I, I have to say I always come back to that word, whether it's, you know, 30 days or however long. Mm. Um, I think especially in this life where I see a lot of abuse, a lot of sadness. Um, mm. We deal with a lot of deaths and stuff like that. You always come back to, like, hey, I'm still here. I'm still living this purpose. The animals are still helping me keep my purpose. And even when it's, like, the worst thing imaginable happens and you think, okay, there's no way I'm going to get through this, right? Like, that's why I love tattoos because you're sitting there in pain and you're like, God, this sucks. But then you're done and you're like, wow, this is beautiful and I made it through it and I feel better about myself. But, like, that's how, you know, like, when you get through something in life, you're just like, wow, I didn't think I was going to make it through that, but I did, and here I am, and, you know, so it's just just a word I, I try to always come back to, yeah. even when I'm feeling at my lowest. I love that. Yeah. It, you know, it sounds so cliche, you know, because people are like, oh, have a gratitude journal to say your gratitude, but man, no matter what's going on in your life, when you are grateful and can look around and truly say, I am grateful for these things, it does change your whole perspective, doesn't it? It does, especially, I mean, gosh, I mean, all of us in the past year, over a year now, have gone through some of the, you know, new trials that we've never been through, so it's very easy to get on that, like, woe is me boat and look at the glass half empty, but if you just try and keep, like, up with that positive stuff, and also let yourself feel, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of days where I'm, like, kicking the air and cursing the universe, but then you bring yourself back and you're like, all right. It's cool. Yeah. We're going to make it through. Yeah. Well, I think some of the times that you feel the most at peace, or I call the universal love, is when you're out with Mother Nature and animals. So it must be, ugh, I cannot even imagine how you feel when you go out there and you know that you're saving one of those animals' lives. It is you know i will say this for the rest of my life it has kept me here it has kept me grounded um i couldn't express my like you know yes i rescue them but they rescue me and they give more to me than i can give to them so it doesn't matter what i'm doing and how bad of a day i'm having the minute i'm outside it's it's fine it's all good yeah well my friend Uh, Jen, shout out to her. She loves animals and she's always worked on different farms in different areas where she's helped animals that, you know, same thing that needed to be rescued. But you know what she got last year? And you should see the people respond to it. She got one of those mini therapy horses. Do you you know what I mean? Oh, that's adorable. I do. Yes, I do. And they're like big dogs. And all she has to do is during all this going on is bring it 
across the street where I live in Berwyn to the parking lot at the library. And all of a sudden, people just run up. And you can just see their faces, Lauren. All of a sudden, they seem more relaxed and at peace. It's crazy. You know, it really it, is therapy. It's amazing. I, I love, I mean, I've seen you know, people that have struggled with addiction and, you know, trauma and things like that. And I just see the light change in their eyes. And, you know, it only needs to be five minutes. And it's just, especially when you're connecting with an animal that has also been through trauma and neglect. And you see, like, how grateful they are just to be alive and, like, that someone's given them some stay. And it's, you know... it just really centers you and it, it's the most beautiful thing now do people come and visit there or it's not that kind of place so we're not open to the public which is more it's for the animals because you know a lot of you know a lot of human interaction can sometimes be overwhelming but it's also yeah. for me as well because you know I also bartend and when I'm done work I like run home and I'm like all right I'm done with people for the week see ya like I can't yeah, you yeah. know yeah so yeah. we do keep it we, we will start doing probably one or two visitor days over the summer um now that things are kind of lightening up in the oh, yeah, COVID yeah. world but um yeah. you know other than that we keep it pretty close-knit yeah well you know how I met you right through, through the your husband, E.T. <laughs> baby, and talk about <laughs> feeling like the little joy in your area during all this, going and getting takeout at the B.T., and seeing your husband and a bunch of their other faces, it, I swear to you, Lauren, it got my family through. I mean, he'll tell you, Aww. like clockwork, well, my son has been going there since he was one. Like, it's, it's just been our home. I mean, that's where we go. We call, we call it family night. And it was every Friday or Saturday. And now he's 17. But he's still so loyal every Friday, even if we're like, oh, we'll go somewhere. No, Mom, we're getting takeout at the BT. I go, okay. And it's nice. You know, we go there, and the guys all know us. And your husband is always so warm and friendly. Oh, I'm so glad. I mean, yeah, that really is the local watering hole. I, you know, anyone I've ever met that is from that general area of, you know, the Lancaster Avenue, they're like, oh, the BT. Yep. I know it. I've been there. I've been there 30 years ago. I've been there today. So it's it's definitely a beautiful, uh, it's what every town needs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's gotten us through a lot. All right. So. Let's back up a little bit. I'm curious how you got to become a vegan. Just recently, by the way, I had my first vegan on the show. She was a lawyer and she was fighting for animal rights. And she was telling me, I'm sure you're familiar with this. She's like, Sandy, there's so many laws, you know, protect dogs and cats, but there are very few laws to protect the animals that people are eating. I don't know how you feel about that. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's it's very, very hard. And it's um, like, so we do a lot of rescues from livestock auctions. We do, uh, you know, rescues from local farmers. And it's tricky because those animals sold in those auctions, they're sold for slaughter only. And it says that in bright, bold letters. And if they know why we're there, then we're out. You know, so we're oh. all, you know, there's, yeah, yeah, they don't, 
and the ear tags in their ear, they, they basically protect them because like, say that a disease outbreak happens, they'll trace it back to that animal. But that also means like, so say you have to get that animal medical care, you can't remove that ear tag because they're still protected by these agricultural laws that are basically just, they're a product. They're not a living being, they're a product. Yeah, so yeah. there, you know, it's very sad, and um, it, it definitely the shift is changing in the world. You know, as we can see, right? Like every fast food chain now has a vegan option, Burger King, whatever. So the shift is changing, but like it's still very like old school, if that makes sense. And it's yeah, amazing yeah. to have like someone like uh, that wonderful lawyer who is out there doing the nitty gritty work, um, trying to give the a voice to the voiceless as they say um because Aww. there's so much unseen suffering and you know there's so much that people don't realize i didn't realize it you know what i mean i wasn't born yeah. a vegan so it's it's happening it's just like happening at a slower pace so yeah yeah well, she she yeah. was just trying to promote she said she thinks it's going to get there but she was just trying to promote meatless mondays you know let's start with something so i thought that yes, was pretty cool as that's what I always say. Like, I am not judgmental at all. Like, I work in a, a restaurant that obviously serves meat. And I will never judge anybody. Um, but by sharing these animals' stories, you know, a lot of people have connected to them. And they go, oh, well, now I don't eat red meat because of Miracle the cow. Or now I don't eat um, goat cheese because of one of the goat, you know. So yeah. it's just like putting that little, like, that little imprint out there, but never yeah. being forceful because, you know, yeah. no one's going to do something they don't want to do by force. But yeah, it's just taking, like, you know, once a lot of regulars come in and they'll be like, all right, Lauren, like, I don't want to eat meat in front of you. So why don't you go make me something that you approve of? And cool. <laughs> then I, you know, I bring in all my snacks and I bring in all my vegan whatever. And they're like, hey, uh, this isn't too bad. I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's not all tofu and lettuce, you know? <laughs> You don't just have to have kale salad, right? No, so when no, did you become, uh, yeah, when did you become a vegan? So I became a vegan actually three years ago, right when Happy Heart, Happy Home um, really came into its full bloom. I became a vegetarian 10 years ago when I went to college for dance. I was studying dance oh. at a uni university up near New York City and... um you know, where were you very, studying? Very Montclair State University. Sh Lawrence, I went to dance at Montclair State University. Nah, -uh, stop it! I, I swear to God, I was. <laughs> your husband probably doesn't know. This. <laughs> I was a dance major at Montclair State College because I wanted to dance on Broadway. So I went and picked that a school that I could get an education, but be near New York City. Yes, that you could commute to because it was so easy to commute to. Isn't that Oh my god, that's crazy. I loved it like, there. Wow. I loved it. It was beautiful. I mean, it, and you know, they that program, I mean, it was amazing. Um Yeah. But as you you of course know, being in that type of industry, it's very uh mentally challenging because mm. you're looking at all these other girls and you're like, yeah. oh, well, I don't, I don't look like that. I have a butt, like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of sent me into this uh, spiral where I 
my struggle with anorexia really took over. So I mm. cut out everything from my diet. Everything. I would eat like oranges and oatmeal. And I was like, gave up meat too, because I was like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm giving up everything. So originally becoming vegetarian wasn't anything to do with the animals. It was just, you know, me and dealing with my illness. And yeah, yeah, it is what led me to happy heart, happy home, because I transferred from Montclair to Westchester University to be no way home. I did too. <laughs> oh, my God, you're creeping Stop. me out. That's amazing. It was closer to home, and you know, I was just, you know, I was pretty. Oh my sick. god, we um, have to talk another time. It's so weird, but go ahead. Go that's ahead. so great. Well, they both had great dance programs, and I miss yes. it actually. I miss it a lot. Yeah, yeah. But, All right, um, so go ahead. You transferred to Westchester, and I was commuting. I, you know, I'm from Delco, so I was commuting from Westchester to home because at that point, why pay for dorms? And I was. I was pretty, I was pretty sick. I mean, I was at the point where a doctor was like, all right, you, you need a feeding tube. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to do that. And they were like, Holy well, crap. there's, there's mm. quicker ways to kill yourself. And I was like, okay, well, that's just, I guess that's it then. You know, you know what I mean? Like I just yeah. gave up. I didn't yeah. care. Yeah. And it's I a tough road. To my, it's a, such a tough road. And you know, once you're kind of like in that, that wormhole, you're like not coming out of it. You're in a tunnel vision. And my dad had grew up with a horse in Upper Darby, believe it or not. He kept it I with do. the Philadelphia mounted um, horses. And he always talked about his horse. And I was like thinking one night, I was like, you know what? I need a friend. I need uh, something to help me out here. And I went and rescued this off the track thoroughbred that was 300 pounds underweight. Um, I didn't know anything about horses. I mean, I had, you know, I'm from... Oop. Lauren? Oops, sorry about that. My, That's okay. Yep, sorry. My comp but um, I rescued this beautiful horse, and, you know, he was underweight, and he needed my help. But I needed his help more, and together, you know, we kind of got on this road of recovery, and he helped me come out of my, you know, dark state, and I had Oof. to be like, okay, well... I well, I had to, I have to eat today in order to go take care of Celtic. So Aww. he he saved my life. I'll say that till the day I die. I have the, his initials tattooed on the side of my head. Like he saved my life and Aww. he started this whole journey. And 10 years later, you know, here we are with over 100 animals. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and then, of course, as vegetarian for diet became vegan for the animals as I yeah, dive yeah. deeper into the cruelties and you know originally yeah. it was just horse racing and then it was you know oh horses ship to slaughter and then it's like okay well what about all these other animals that we don't talk about because it's just like you grow up and it's like oh this is what you do you know so yeah it's all it's yeah. all really it's all Celtic you know this is all Celtic I'm just here putting everything in the words for him but uh -huh. yeah you know it's funny because here you went to school for one thing, and it's the same thing with me too, but it took you down a whole different path that you're just as passionate about or you love more. And I think that's a big thing for young people to hear because even though you went to school for one thing, you're doing something totally different and loving it. Yes. You, 
th no one has to tell you at 18 years old what you're going to do for the rest of your life. There's no way to really know that. And if you do know that, that hey, great, more, yeah. more credit to you. But don't ever feel like, hey, I got to pick today, the minute I graduate from high school, what I'm going to spend the remaining, what, 80 years of my life, <laughs> yeah. you know, doing day in and day out. And it's gonna change, and that's like the most beautiful thing because that's the point of life is growth, right? Is like yeah. never, you yeah. know, always learning and growing, and so yeah, it's it's amazing. So, do you still dance for a hobby? No, like, do, or did you just shift out of it totally? I st I was teaching dance for a little bit in Brumal at the studio that I grew up going to. And, you know, then, then honestly, just like my schedule, you know, as we got more animals, it just became tougher and tougher to like be a, to, to do that and work. And, but I'm actually was just looking into doing adult classes somewhere. I mean, like, you know, there's not a lot of places near us, but I was like looking in yeah. Philadelphia just for fun. I just want to do it for fun. No yeah. competitive side to it just to like get some energy out and, you know. Yes. Yeah. So. What kind of dance? Uh, well, ballet and modern, but I loved modern a lot more. Ballet's beautiful, but I'm not the most graceful creature in the universe, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you should shift to modern for sure, and Montclair was I amazing know. with that. Yeah, they were great. I, they were so good. What was your choice? It was completely opposite. It was, I was really great at tap and jazz okay. and hip-hop. Uh, Hawaiian, anything that was fast moving. I mean, I did the ballet and modern because they made you. Yes. But it was not, I'm definitely not graceful and it definitely wasn't my thing. But no. I taught for many years still. I owned health clubs, so I did still teach classes, but the same thing. Um, I don't do it right now, but I miss it. But I do dance resets. So every hour I get up and dance for a minute around my house. And I love that. And I started it because I was sitting too much at my desk and I realized once I was working from home, you know, my neck was bothered, things were bothered. And then I was like, wait a minute, just get up and move for one minute, put on your jam. And I started posting it to get people just to get up and move for one minute every hour. It'll make a huge difference. You know, even if you're not taking a dance class yet. I know people take them online, but I'm waiting till you can go back there. And there's plenty of places, Lauren, for you to go and teach in the city tons of places. Same. I like couldn't get into the Zoom. I did a couple. I even did like a, you know, like a pole class, you know, I yeah, was just yeah, like, yeah. whatever. And yeah. I was just like, oh, I'm in my house. I see that my floor is dirty. I'm annoyed <laughs> because the dogs are barking or whatever. I'm like, I just need, yeah. you know, I can't wait till everything's like we can go and open. And I was even thinking like I was talking to some of the other farm sanctuaries I work with. I was like, I would love to do a recital, you know, of maybe like people from the tri-state area that like is a benefit to like farm rescues or animal rescues or whatever and just have like a bunch of random people come together and create like a showcase you know and I that's an that's awesome idea because there's so many people yeah. even by the way even moms would love to do that because even though they're not you know professionals they would love to put themselves out there just like open mics and face their fears and be on stage and I bet you'd raise a ton of money Yes, and you know, get getting on your little outfits and makeup. Yeah. Like everyone needs that, especially yeah. after a year of staying in the house for yeah. you know, and like barely yeah. putting on clothes. So and you could do it outside, by the way, because I've seen 
I don't know what it's called, the Betsy something dance studio near me, but they performed outside in the parking lot. Oh, I love that. And you Yeah, know, you could I'm have sure it outside and save a lot of money. Just, you know what I mean? That'd be awesome. We'll have to yeah. work on that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great idea. We can brainstorm later if you, if you need my help with gathering people, but I think you should do that. Okay, oh, so now you. let's talk about the animals. How many do you have? Do you take any kind of animal, or is there only certain ones you can have there? So we focus primarily on farm animals. Um, so we have goats, sheep, pigs, cows, horses, um, pigs, uh, chickens, ducks, turkeys, and then we also have an indoor cattery, which is you know just a room that is just for cats. So we have about twenty rescue cats as well. No um, way. Yep. Mm-hmm. My mom is the. She comes over and she's in charge of the cattery. She's a good old cat lady, lover to death, and um. So, but we pr we focus primarily on the farm animals and. Yeah, uh, we don't have any alpacas or like emus or anything. Not because any other reason other than they just haven't crossed our path yet. But yeah, yeah. And how many yeah. do you have right now? How many animals do you have? Um, I get you know ranging from like I mean oh we have bunnies too, but uh, you know if you count every life, which of course every life counts as a life. Um, it's it's a little over a hundred. Um. Mm. But, you know, like the horses, there's 11 horses and cows, there's three and 30 some goats and yeah. 15 sheep. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's a good variety. There's a good variety. But it's not, you can't, like, I know you get donations, but like you said, you have to make a living still. So that's why you said you bartend at night. Beside, I mean, it must be so much work on the farm and it's got to be full time. It is. It's and it's definitely gotten there and then um really in the past year it's gotten to the point where I actually I do two fourteen hour shifts. I bartend two uh Fridays and Saturdays, two doubles, and then I'm done. Um Oof. but yeah, yeah, those days. But you make Saturday, a lot of money, I bet. I bet you make a lot of money. I you know, I'm from um one of the restaurants in Wayne that closed down and now I work in KOP and I have a great regulars and you know every it's great and you know as bartending it's it's fun it gets you to see people but i definitely run home on saturday night and like i'm like yeah. don't call me if the building burns down i don't want to know like i'll just see you next week yeah. um but the farm is definitely it's taken off you know even if it's just it the animal care is one thing but then it's also you know you know how it is like answering messages and social media in itself is a gift and a curse but it's a job yeah it's you yep. know, you, you got to play the algorithm and blah you know the whole shebang so it's, it's but i love every bit of it so i really can't say i consider it yeah. work um yeah yeah you know it's I exhausting at times but you love it which is a difference oh, a hundred percent, you know, and there's days that like are just on to throw you a total curveball. Um, we had a horse go into the hospital yesterday who colicked and, you know, all day long it was, you know, vets and rushing her to the hospital mm. and it was, you know, we did everything we could for her. We, I will always advocate for the animal, whether, you know, once they come into our care or, you know, just for the ones that aren't ever in our care but I always do what's right for them if they have a chance I'll do whatever I can to 
you know, give them that chance. And we went in last night for a routine surgery, and uh, she actually ended up passing at 3.30 this morning as they finished up the surgery. Aww. She passed coming out of anesthesia. And, you know, so you have those moments where you're like, all right, well, WTF, like, come on now. Like, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, but you, I, that's why I, I said... I said to Ian, I said, but we did everything we could, and I have no regrets. And that's that's yeah. the best I can do. So, yep. oh, you yep. know what? Then you, then you wake up, and there's all these faces looking at you because they want <laughs> breakfast. So yeah. you got to just keep on going with it. Yeah, come on, Mom. We're still here. Right, right. Yeah. exactly. Exactly, which is, you know, such a, such a gift because it never lets you... Yeah. wallow too long <laughs> no and I agree when you feel in your heart you've done everything you can even though it's difficult there's still a peace and that that's a whole different feeling yes absolutely okay so now here you are living on the farm with the animals I have to know do you wake up when cock-a-doodle-doo, like at five in the morning? Like, what's the deal? Because I almost, Lauren, I, we, it's so funny because we have so much in common, but I almost bought a house before I met my husband in Newtown Square that was right next to a farm because I didn't want to own one because I knew I couldn't keep it up at the time, but I wanted to hear the animals. Aww. I know. But my friend goes make sure you want what you get because they will wake you up do they wake yes. you up you know what's funny is because i've bartended my entire journey right like i've been in the restaurant industry as long as i've been you know doing this mm -hmm. um they're kind of on my schedule whereas you know i'm outside till three four in the morning finishing up chores and then I go to sleep for, you know, four hours or so, and I'm back up by 8, 9 o'clock. But they also know that. Like, they're like, okay, mom's going to get home around midnight. And, you, like, they're, yeah. <laughs> we're all very much in sync. And sure. I don't change their schedule. Like, you know, even on the days that I'm not at work, I keep it the same so that their, you know, bodies don't have to adjust to anything. But we're like the night shift farm. <laughs> Like, yeah. we go to bed at five, but then we're, you know. Oh, my. Yeah. Isn't that freak? You know what? That's just another example of don't listen to what other people do and think you have to do it that way. It Make it work for you. And here you are owning a farm and you're a night farm. Who would think, right? Who would I think? I know, right? You know, and, the, you know, they, they, they adjust. They're happy and... Everyone gets fed twice a day, um, no matter what happens, or, and, you know, the chores get done. So, you know, some days you're like, all right. Like, I take trucks in my nap, uh, uh, naps in my truck. Like, if like if I need, like, a 20-minute, like, breather real quick, I'll be in my truck nap. And Ian's come home, I'm in my truck just, like, dead asleep. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> I, need to, I need to ask, how do you function on four-hour sleep? You know, I'm not a big sleeper. I know that sounds crazy. And it's definitely getting, like, as I get older, I'm like, all right, maybe sleep's not yeah. so bad. Never <laughs> been a big sleeper. Um, you know, if I get that solid four hours, then I'm totally good. But, um, and, you know, on the days I don't, it's fine, too. You just, you know, maybe I'm a little grumpy or something. Maybe Ian knows that. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, it's a... It's kind of like I'm always wired. It drives him nuts, but I'm yeah. always like, 
all right, it's four in the morning. What do you want to do right now? Like, you know, <laughs> let's go. Hey, that's you, and it works. That's you. All right, so speaking of Ian, was this both of yours journey, or was it your journey, and he came along for the ride as far as the farm? So it was my journey. Um, when I met Ian, I was 20 years old, and I had just started renting a farm out in Phoenixville. Um, and we met at, you know, at the restaurant that we both worked at at the time. And he eventually moved into the, that farm with me. And back then it was just two horses and a couple goats and some chickens. You know, it was much yeah, smaller. Yeah. But I always said that this, this is what I'm doing. So, like, you know, I hope you're ready for it. Did it probably, I did not expect the growth that it would be today. But yeah. I always told him by the age of 25, I'm like, I'm buying my own farm. So he's, it definitely was an adjustment for him. And I think it's still an adjustment for him. But, um, you know, it was definitely all me steering that shit. Well, I, I know he must love it because he talks very highly about you and how proud he is of what you're doing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah I, he's, you, you know, Ian, his heart is so pure. Like, I always say he's a better person than I'll ever be because I've never heard him say one bad thing about anybody ever. You yeah. know? Yeah. And I come home and I'm like throwing pots and pans. I'm like, oh, <laughs> can you believe this person? And blah, like, you know, like right, being a right. dramatic woman. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, he's. He well, does. you balance animals, each other out. Yeah. We do. And he, the animals love him. They, they just zoom into him. And, you know, there was one day I went and rescued a goat recently. And I didn't even tell him. You know, I usually, you know, sometimes he gets surprises. But didn't even tell him. And he goes to give the goats hay. And this goat just wanders right up to him. <laughs> and he's like, who is this? And I was like, oh, that's Lucy. What do you mean? And, of course, she just loved him. Like, just yeah. met him and loved him. I was like, Lucy, yeah. excuse me. Like, I just picked you up. Like, come on now. <laughs> but, yeah. that they, they sense the goodness in people. They really Aww. do. Well, you know what, I have, I want to make sure because I, I can just see, I could chat with you forever and forget to ask the questions, but I do ask my listeners to send me some questions and I make up their names. So I'm going to make sure I get a few in here. And the first one is, please ask Lauren, does she feel like she can communicate with the animals? That's a good question. And you know, it's something I don't think about that often, but I do, um, I really, truly do, and it's not like I, you know, I don't necessarily think they always know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. but they can sense our emotions, and, you know, yesterday I was just sitting out here, I was sitting in, like, the baby barn, and, um, one of our sheep who's disabled, McGill, he just wandered up to me, and he just rested his head on my shoulder, just like he was like, all right, Ma, I know you're having a bad day, and it's like, nothing had to be said, and... So, yeah, absolutely. And they all have their own forms of communication. You know, each species is very interesting. Um, it's really beautiful to see that, especially when you're, you know, growing up in an area that you might not see these type of animals and how yeah. they interact. But they have their families and, you know, there's, they just all have their different ways of, yeah, communicating. So I definitely do. And... I think yeah, they understand I, me sometimes. Yeah, I, I have a feeling, I, I'm not sure about talking to me, but my cats and dog, I feel like they sense my mood. Like, 
if I'm not feeling great, like the cat will come up and cuddle me, the dog will put the head on the shoulders. Like they just pick up things before the humans in my house pick them up. Yes, 100%. And they always know first. And I believe that firmly, like any animal that I've ever had to say goodbye to, they always have left me with this like, this sense of peace where they were like, hey, like, I, you know, and this is really kind of weird. Um, when our little dog, our disabled dog, Saucy, passed away back in October, I was so distraught over it. And I was, like, looking at any type of sign because it was at one of those moments where I was like, okay, this really didn't need to happen. And I was Googling, like, her the day of her passing, which was uh, October 4th. So I just Googled 10-4, and it's like police code came up, and 10-4 means okay. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And then someone wrote in to me, like, oh, my favorite police code is 1010, which means off duty. And I'm looking at her vet paperwork, and her time of passing was 1010. Oh. And it was just like such, like, that's all I needed. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's all I needed. And I was like, all right, saucy, I get it. Thank you. Like, you know, so they always know before us, and they always know better than us. <laughs> yeah. And she gave you a, a, a saucy, was a boy or girl? She's a girl. Yeah, she gave you a sign. Like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. She let you know. All right. So, now that you're sitting there in the farm and listening to all the animals, my friend, we'll call him Billy Bob, wants to know, do you get fresh eggs? We're going to just ask it real quick. You know what? Actually, interesting. We feed our eggs back to our chickens. Um, It's actually very good for them. And... You know, kind of like when women have a baby, you eat the placenta. It's kind of like the exact same concept. No, I don't, Lauren, but... <laughs> yeah, or wait, is that it? You eat, like, yeah, they usually save yeah. it or something. Cause it's yeah, supposed no, to, no, like, that's give, true. Yeah. They usually give the nutrients, it gives the nutrients back. So we just throw the eggs back to the chickens, and they, like, they'll be running around with them in their mouths, like, fighting oh. for them. Like, <laughs> so they love it. But I know it sounds crazy, but, yeah, it's essentially just giving the nutrients that they pushed out back to them so yeah you know and they have a field day with it all right there you go billy she doesn't need the chickens do all right number three third question this woman is not ready to give up meat yet but she wants to know is there any way for her to know when she's purchasing her meat how the animals were cared for because that is what's really important to her to be honest, I, I, and not unless you, like, are going to a farmer and you see the animals before what you, you know, the, um, what happens. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the local livestock auctions, yeah, I frequent them a lot. They're no kinder than buying from mass productions. I mean, if anything, it's almost, it's sad. So I'm sorry, like, I don't have a positive answer in that regard. Uh. Um, So you're saying even the local farmers, like I always think, okay, local farmers, it's going to be way better than the mass production. It's, it's equally as, you know, of course it's not, you know, factory farms or they're all cramped in the, you know, little areas. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not as, not unless, like I said, you personally know the farmer. Oop. Sorry about that. No, it's good. Sorry. Um, It's 
it's really tough to call and I you know I of course I do know farmers you know don't get me wrong my um, my hay guy is a farmer um, and I do know that you know he cares for his animals up until the point where they go to but uh, you know and he's a good person but can I say that about everybody and then you go to these auctions where you know it's the where all the local farmers go and you see these animals being trampled and you know and there's a dead pile and a lot of them have like you know a lot of the pigs have like fatty tumors on them and you know some of the goats are already like half dead so it's just tough to call it Oof. but hey again that's everybody's journey is different and I mean I'm sure not everybody is bad. I will never put everybody in that pot. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, but, but as unless far you as know like, them personally, yeah, you're not, yeah, you it's sure. not like you can go to the store and be like, all right, this brand, they're, they're good people. It's, you know, that's tough to call it, but so yeah. now can you, do you ever, can you ride your horses or no? So I only, um, only one Celtic my original guy is the only one that I still ride which is more for his benefit as well um, because he has a, a hawk that's uh, his back uh, left knee, uh, knee essentially his hawk is filled with fluid so the better more exercise he gets the more that that will dissipate and cause less uncomfortableness for him but everybody else is pretty much retired we focus a lot on Amish plow horses um, oh Yes, we do a lot of draft rescues because I, there's just something about them that really spoke to me when we rescued our first two drafts, uh, uh, Pegasus and Dolly. Drafts are like the breed of horse, like a Clydesdale, Belgian. Gotcha, it's gotcha. like those massive, massive power powerhouses, you know? Um, and they were so broken down. I will never forget when they first got Oof. unloaded off the trailer. And... They were so mentally abused as well. You know, it's like one thing to heal their scars. And then there's a lot of times, you know, their legs are so broken down from pulling those that heavy equipment. Sometimes there's nothing I can even do to manage that pain for them. You know, we rescued two horses right in the middle of the pandemic. These two beautiful uh, draft horses that were in kill pens because once... Once people are done using them, they tend to just drop them off in the kill pens or sell them at the auction Ugh. and they get bought Ugh. up by the kill buyers and sent to slaughter um, in Canada or Mexico. And their legs were so broken down that unfortunately, that, like even after all the vets, you know, there was nothing we could do that was going to manage their quality of life. And the kindest thing I can do for them is just let them have that peaceful ending and you know which is a gift as opposed to shipping to slaughter and you know that type of death so i focus a lot on um the larger horses and they most of them like i said already have arthritis already have this that and the third so they're just living this retired life and pooping and eating and just but they you know the most lovable creatures you could ever imagine yeah it reminds me, uh, I was fortunate enough to go to Thailand, and I went to an elephant sanctuary where they rescued them. And, oh, the beauty. Oh, I don't know if you've ever gotten to see <laughs> an elephant up close, but just to even wash them and bathe them, oh, I just was, you're right. I felt like they were doing me a favor, even though I was bathing them. So my board member, one of my board members and good friends, Michelle, actually went to an uh, elephant sanctuary in Thailand as well. And she is a board uh, treasurer for an uh, um, elephant 
rescue and they focus on like getting elephants out of circuses and giving them peace and retirement so you know just from her you know i've learned so much about them and i think that's incredible and it's you know you're like i don't even deserve this type of beauty you know you're standing in front of these creatures and you're like what did we do to deserve you you know yeah yeah you're thinking i'm doing the work like here i am washing you and all that stuff but you're like I just could do this. It was so, I mean, just relaxing. I felt like I was meditating, you know? Yes. Oh, my God, absolutely. And you just see the shift in their eyes. You see that, like, that darkness that they might have been living in, and you just, you see it. You see the change. Yep. You absolutely do. All right, Lauren. Well, listen, I got to start asking you some rapid-fire questions. I want to make sure we get them in because this has been really enjoyable. It makes you look at animals in a whole different light. And I'm so glad that you're doing this for them. It just warms my heart. But let's just get some fun questions in. You ready? Yeah. All right. Number one, their favorite color. Favorite color? I'm a black person, as weird as that sounds. I'm like a go-to, let me get on a black dress and call it a day. But also I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Like, all right, like I, you know, I get food all over myself. So that's probably for the better. Black, I have to tell you, I've been doing this a long time. I love first. No one's ever said black, so that's cool. All right, favorite food? Ooh, I'm a sweet person. I love anything sweet. Vegan desserts, give me any of them. If I'm having a bad day, I will travel far and wide for a vegan cookie. Um, I'm not like a foodie, but I will house like a whole vegan cake. (laughs) Okay. All right, if you were going to be an animal of any kind, what animal would you choose and why? Ooh. I think horses. I mean, they're, you know, there's just their ability to run and their, you know, their ability to establish herds and their family bonds. I'll go with a horse. All right, cool. All right, from morning to night, what would one of your favorite days look like? What would you do? If you could my do anything. Favorite, my favorite day would probably be starting my day on the farm, of course, but then just having a whole day to not do any chores and just really be able to sit and just be with the animals and share that, you know, share that with the people I love, but just like not have an agenda because I'm a very agenda driven person, but yeah. there's. I like that feeling of there's nothing I have to do today. So yeah. it's simple, but that would be it. No, oh, believe me, a lot of people pick that. All right, I want to go over this one statement that you gave us. Believe in yourself so much that anyone who doubts you can't affect your energy. Can you go into that a little bit deeper? Yeah, so I've, of course, like, right, we all get judged and we all have people that are like, oh, are you sure you can do this? Are you sure that this is the right thing? Are you sure? And that used to really get to me. And, um, you know, I've had close friends that would, you know, maybe chitter chatter behind my back and make me doubt myself, make me doubt my abilities to do what I am currently doing, even when they had no place to. And Mm. I had to come to a point in my life where it was like, no one else is doing this but me you know like yes there's helpers yes there's good people in my life but at the end of the day this is my journey and i've gotten this far 
I can't, you know, the minute you get those naysayers in your head, it makes you double guess yourself. And I'm not much of a use my brain type person. I'm a use my heart type person. And that's something I just have to stick with. And in those moments of making life or death decisions, that's, that's all you got is your own gut. So, you know, and, and of course we all, you know, don't get me wrong. We can all, we all get affected by other people and their their negative energy but really coming to terms with your own strength has like helped me through a lot yeah I, I love that i love that statement believe in yourself so much that anyone who doubts you can't affect your energy i love it i love it and it's something you're right you were have to work on every single day it's yeah. not just going to be overnight it's the little bit every day that you tell yourself and I always tell people when you have this crazy wacky idea before you share it with people make sure you are convinced make sure there are no doubts in your mind because once you start telling people they're going to hit you with everything right whatever business idea whatever you want to do but when you're so strong in it it won't matter you know what i mean it absolutely won't matter. Yeah, Especially in a day and age where social media is everything. Like, you know, no one looks at your WWW really anymore. It's it's your social media. And when you are reaching X amount of people, somebody's not going to like you. You, you can just breathe the wrong direction and someone's going to be like, this person's blah, blah, blah. And you have to be able to say, nope, absolutely not. You can go that way. Get yeah. out of my space. Yeah. And you got to remind yourself every day because if you don't think you get caught up in social media, you're going to. You're going absolutely, to. absolutely. Yeah. And the best days sometimes are the days that you don't look at it. Yeah, but you're right. You need it for business. There's no other way around it. There's a lot of pros that you can do your own marketing and grow a business by yourself. But man, you better have those checks in place for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but why you're doing it? The bigger why. Okay. Now, when I say the word universe Lauren what does universe mean to you oh universal balance I like it's just something I always I'm not very like religious but I'm very spiritual and I always just say like okay the universe is putting us where we need to be we might not understand it we might not like yeah. it right now in this moment but there's a universal balance and it always evens out I love that Lauren, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. This is something new and different, and I know our listeners are going to enjoy it. Tell them how they can reach you, because I know you rely all on donations, right? Yes, yep. So how can they reach you? So you can... And, and, um, and donate. So you can reach us on Instagram, which is happyheart underscore happy home sanctuary uh all our info is listed in that it's my personal page so i post on it daily um all our links are there you know venmo paypal patreon etc but you know most importantly you know donations are amazing but it's also just getting the word out there one person shares it with 10 friends hey you know that's that's awesome um and of course we're on facebook too at happy heart happy home and everything is listed there and you know just support and kindness really goes such a long way so thank you thank you lauren all right my let's keep it real people i know you've enjoyed this share it like it rate it support us on patreon we really appreciate it and you know what i'm going to say until next time toodles 
Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.